I can't seem to ever get that merfolk noise out of my head ever after the playing oh, the Murloc stuff from World of Warcraft and then playing Hearthstone or Murfolk. Have you ever seen the movie Warcraft? No. No. What? I watched oh, clips of it. It looked awful. No, it's good. It did look terrible. It's, it's, no, it was good. So it was good. My wife loved it and she played Hearthstone as well. And then just when you hear that one of the guys just like walking along, you heard the Murfolk go, and you're like, oh, yes. You're just, you're just so happy to hear that noise. It's just it's such an nostalgia iconic sound. Bait. It brings back so many memories bait. of like running around farming stuff. Oh, did you play a lot of World of Warcraft? Uh, I played between Burning Crusade and Cataclysm and then I fell out of love with it. Oh, like everyone then, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the, uh, the golden era of Lin- of the Lich King. Yeah, I mean, I I held off World of Warcraft for so long because I knew exactly what it would do to me, and I knew how addicted to the game I would get. And you still did it. And then during Burning Crusade, I just I was at med school and I had some time one year, and I thought, what harm could it do? And then that was it for like four years. That sounds, like what a drug, oh, that sounds like what a drug that sounds like what a drug dealer, you know, and you just go like, well, I know that cocaine's really bad, like, but I just went to this festival and I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a go, and then I, I was like, every Friday night. <laughs> it, probably, it probably wasn't four years to be honest. It they was, called it me Razza Simon. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a bit on and off. Like, I never, I never played it. I never played not? World of Warcraft, but I've been playing Hearthstone since uh, the the beta, since its inception. So, yeah, on oh, and wow. off. I've, I only played yeah, Hearthstone so. up until the Naxxramas first expansion, and then I was done. I, was I still you... play it now, but I only play the Battlegrounds mode, which is like the... Uh, the, the Blitz um, of Hearthstone. It's it's like the... Yeah, you can just sit back with a beer and you don't have to worry about oh, it too okay. much. The, the competitive side, I just can't. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I can't do it. It's just too have you, have you heard of um, New World? The MMO yeah, from Amazon? Yeah. Is, it, is, it, is it catching your interest a little? Uh, no, I can't. Like, I I've barely got enough time for Flesh and Blood, let alone like a in, <laughs> yeah. immersive, massively multiplayer online game. Mm-hmm. Someone on the Discord was like, "I'm already addicted to Fab. <laughs> I can't have that." Add another. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I know some of our our friends are playing uh, New yeah. World, and it does look fun. It does, but I just can't. I just can't. Oh, uh, I'm I'm like I've said after Nationals. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick it up because, again, like I'm, like most of my fair, evenings, you're trying to juggle family, and then if yeah. you've got a bit of spare time, you you kind of want to get a practice game. But after Nats, I think you'd be like, well, it'll oh, be Blitz ugh. season or New World. Oh, whatever. Maybe. Who cares about that? Yeah. So I hope, yeah, enjoyed, I, do... pu- I hope you've enjoyed Push the Point while it lasted. Uh, <laughs> we're transitioning into welcome, welcome. A, is it was it New World? No, yeah. Welcome to uh, Push the New World. Push the World. <laughs> push the Covenant. All yeah. I know is there's fish, there's fishing in it. I could get on board with a bit of fishing. Fishing, mining. I love, I love fishing in video games. It's just, oh, it's so chill. Well, I heard that if you like the the actual trading system in the game is like really, really decent because um, if you were to go out and gather resources and stuff, um, if you take it over to like an area that your um, your clan or whatever your your faction controls you can actually put it up on the market but because the game doesn't have a lot of it doesn't have any mounts and it doesn't have fast travel like you actually have to go out your way to go and get the stuff so it's actually worth 
your time because you can actually then become a proper trader. You know, it's actually I'm hearing that. There's a, yeah, stop, stop saying these things to me, man. Day trading, uh, day trading on New World. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, this, you could get a little market my, going. This is my crack right here. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's getting stuff. me going. This like like min maxing for the trading. Yeah, mechanics. yeah, that yeah. Sounds, uh, that sounds I love good, my tailoring but... skills in World of Warcraft. So well, apparently the t- the um the the crafting system in this game is through the roof. But anyway, who cares? We're not going to talk cares about, about that. World. We're yeah. flesh and blood. We're the best flesh and blood podcast. So we're going to talk uh, about yeah. flesh and blood. You know? yeah, I well, think actually, we're... first first we're going to talk about drinking, but then we talk about flesh and blood. That's yes. Well, we're going to do we're going to do this uh, this section that everyone particularly um, loves. I think everyone loves it. I've changed uh, my mind. I think it's the best part. I have I always think... said it's the best part. I've yeah. not changed my mind at all. Right. So I'm good. going first. So do you know? Huh? No, do you know what though? Before, like, we must be doing something right because we now have 206 subscribers on YouTube. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, amazing. So did we? I did say on the last wow, one to get to 200 would say what we do, but uh, I didn't realize we'd actually get to 200 this quick. So uh, I know. Oh, so well, we do. Say on, oh god, we do have say some, something. Or? Yeah. Well, we do have some special. Uh, I would say merch, but we don't plan on selling them. So we do have some special things to reveal at Nationals that we uh, we may or may not be giving out. So stay tuned. Come and find us at Nationals and come and have a chat. I love it when people say may or may not because it's just like, yeah, uh, we've got this stuff. We're, gonna bring it out. we're not giving it out. So. Sorry. We not, what I should we say. We're, we're, we're going to show it. We're not doing anything. What I should it. say <laughs> is there will be some given out at Nationals, um, but we are still deciding on the system uh for which we will be deciding how to give them out so come and say hello at nationals uh, and uh, yes are we not going to say what, what it is no oh, yeah. no, no we'll keep it we'll keep it we'll keep it hush oh to, i want to tell i want to yeah. tell people but... oh no i want to tell people to wait. To maybe wait. we should hide maybe we should hide a little easter egg in the thumbnail i'll put oh. i'll tell you what I, I could do a frame of the video Oh, yeah. Okay. Deep within the video, there's going to be a single frame. Oh, okay. I I feel like you say this and then come Friday or whatever it is or Thursday whenever you do it, you'll forget. You'd be be surprised. If you watch the videos, you do see, I do remember the little bits and pieces. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. I put put the meme in. I put the meme in. You put the meme in. You put the time in the meme. That's good. So... This, I tell you what, actually, the whole point of why we're actually going to do this beer bit is because I don't want to introduce everyone. You meant to introduce, you, you've got to say, so, Simon, what are you drinking? So then No, it's not my goes, turn, it's your turn. So, what, yeah, I know, but you... <laughs> you meant to say the name <laughs> so people know who's doing it. So, Hamish, what are you drinking tonight? There we are. Well, Simon, right, I am drinking a Asian lager. Is it Asahi? Oh. No, it's a tiger. Oh, I love oh nice. <laughs> I like a tiger. Yeah, I, I thought, I haven't had this in Christ. I don't even know. Probably whenever I brought a curry. So I, but I, you don't see this in a pub. So I thought, well, it's in co-op. I'm getting it. You know, oh, you got a co-op as well. My local's a co-op. We have a co-op. Everyone's local's is a co-op. It's co-op And this is a Tesco Express. Tesco Express as well. Simon, I don't want to get, I don't want to, sorry, just, uh, oh, Tesco sorry. Express. Because yeah. oh, we're talking about Tesco. What is this club card malarkey going on in Tesco? You That's only great. get a discount if you got a club card. What, How have you not about? got a club card in 2021? Because I don't want a Tesco club card. What do you mean? 
this is a very British problem, but I've, no, I've so you <laughs> you can only get you can only get the discounted price if you yeah. have a Tesco club card. Yeah, yeah, that's called a loyalty. Well, why, why don't you just get it? Because it's not. It's like no. Skin I don't. Off. I don't want a Tesco club card. You literally say it's like you you get you you get stuff cheaper, and then you build up points, and then you can get stuff for cheaper. What? There's like no downside. I just I I just resent that I have to get a card to access a deal. Well, like, you don't. You, you just you just sign up every and get it on your phone. Every other supermarket is fine. If you agree with me, right? Wait, a have you not got a co-op card? Video. There's no card. Well, there's a there is a co-op card. I get ten, like get get rewards back, and I get oh, money. Oh, off. I know. I didn't know this. Anyway, should we just move this on? I, I, I just wanted to. Say, I just wanted to say that I'm just very passionate about this. So I just want to throw that out there while we're talking about it. Simon, <laughs> Simon, Simon. So push the point I, podcast. What are you I've, drinking today? I've chosen something closer to home than an Asian lager. Um, uh, something from Rock in Cornwall. I've oh. gone with a a Doom Bar. A Doom Bar. Oh, a Doom Bar. I love a Doom nice. Bar. Is it from Rock or is it from Burton on Trent? Now that's the real question. We well, checked. Sharps was based in Rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but some of them are from Burton on Trent. Well, <laughs> shush. Sharps Brewery, based in Rock, make Doom <laughs> <Yes>. Bar. <laughs> they make it though. Yeah, they, they they pipe the water over from Devon up to Burton. Is that, is that Devon? Cornwall? <laughs> Cornwall? Don't oh, sorry. don't what? be causing. Oh my goodness! Oh, Civil war. Next, next, he'll be talking about scones. Scones. That's scones. okay. No, there doesn't seem to be any flesh and blood going on in Devon and Cornwall when I was looking at the event map the other day. So, if you are from Devon and Cornwall, again, let us know. Oh, I think you're going to have a, a, a whole bunch of um, retired community raging at the prospect that you uh, like said these things. <laughs> so, trip, wildcard boy. What are you drinking? Yeah, so I think I've drunk this one before. I couldn't remember which one, but it is a it is a brew dog oh. beer. It's layer cake. Oh, very nice. I think I had a layer um, cake on once upon a time. Yeah, so I think in a previous episode of the podcast, I think I may have drunk this before, but I, I saw it and I was like, I could get something different, but I just wanted a, a nice, tasty, filling a, beer. A warming very stout. very sweet. On a, on a very um, cold day. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I found it very cold today. It's getting, it's getting know- wintry. Do you know who will appreciate that uh, jo- choice of drink? I think uh, our friend Chunks will appreciate your choice of yeah. a dark, a dark beer. I love a dark beer. Yeah, oh, big fan. Hamish has got a quizzical that. look on his face, as if to say, "Why do these weirdos drink dark beer?" No, my little one is is not very well, and she keeps waking up, and it's making me. Uh, get... Yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're in for a, a rough night. <laughs> Buck, buckle up, because uh, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to ta- take you through uh, an anxiety-induced hour. Of I see the God, look on Hamish's face, and we've been there, and uh, just the the dread, the the anticipation, the can't it's, sleep it's, because what's going to happen? When am I going to next wake up? Yeah, welcome to parenthood. So, Welcome to Perlman, everyone. It's worth it's worth its time. So, <laughs> what are we doing today, Thorman? Yeah, Simon. So, uh, we have a fantastic interview with one of our judge friends uh, on the Discord known as Regular Raccoon, otherwise known as Jake Arms. He's been um, on before. He has, friend of the show. Friend of the, friend friend of the show. Um, we're going to have a bit of a discussion about nationals because it's not far away now, um, and specifically something that's been causing a bit of uh, 
discussion in the wider community about the format of nationals and how that's going to uh, pace the days and uh, how people might be taking to that. And then uh, we're going to end on what I like to think is a favourite segment for the uh, for the listeners. Uh, it's getting a bit. It's getting. It. Uh, when Trip said this is going to be a, a regular, he weren't lying. But no. it's, it's it's really good. I love it. We committed. Do you want to introduce uh, it, Hamish? Because uh... <clears throat> yeah, I do the voice. I wonder if I can actually do it this time. What's hot and what's not? <laughs> we need to isolate that audio. We so. just need to say <laughs> I, I need to. Yeah, I need to actually sit in, down and do a proper one and actually, you know, mix until it. Until you, so in case you find yourself just incapable of doing I, it. I'm, I'm actually going to speak to. I'm, I'm, you never know. I'm, I'm say, I say all this stuff, but it probably won't happen. But I've got a friend who's got a good load of recording equipment. I might just have him get his car going. Well, we need the Tim Westwood yeah. uh, horns in there, don't we? The Tim Westwood. Oh, Tim Westwood. What? Do you remember What's Tim Westwood? No. Yeah, oh. you did it last. You put them in one of the last episodes. Oh, you, you mean the beer, 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 beer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I thought that was just that's just classic. You know, rave horns. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's when we reach the milestone. That's the milestone horn. Um, I think I'll probably get a what's hot, what's not actual thing put up because this is going to be a regular segment. And I think there's riff. been a few changes as well. I I, I certainly think there's been some oh, some hot and not changes. Yeah, so I think so. I think yeah. I think we've managed to. The other one was just kind of a uh, you know throw it on the wall and see what sticks. And now yeah. I think we're getting a better idea of what's sticking. I think we should also do a special draft version for the three new heroes of Ooh, What's Hot. Yeah, so I like we it. We can give them yeah. a, CC, a quick CC and a quick draft because it may be different. For okay. Or it might not, <laughs> Can you actually do that in draft? We'll find out. Anyway, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. So, um, so before plans. we get before we carry on too far down the line, what what have you been up to in the world of flesh and blood lately, guys? Mm. That's a great question, Simon. That I have to think about for a second because I have a very poor memory. But I have been doing some <laughs> drafting. Uh, I've been at Kingdom Gaming every Saturday so far in uh, October doing a. Tales of Aria Draft, which has been really good, run by the book with the proper timings and the rules and stuff, which has been really good because the, the rules for draft are quite uh, quite stringent uh, in terms yeah. of how it actually works. And if you just do casual drafts, I think you'd be surprised what you can and can't do in yeah. a professional tournament. No table talk. Literally, you cannot talk at all. Yeah. So be careful with that. And don't you dare put that card, pick that, put that card down and pick it back up again, which I see people do. not do touch that time. single pile of cards once it's already down. So that's been really good. Really like um, Adam's uh, store over in Northampton. Enjoying that. Uh, I've been going to Rule Zero. That's my regular armory. I don't know, we've all kind of got regular little armories we go to. That's been really nice. I think draft has been the kind of talk of the town recently. I think nice. I'm getting a little bit drafted out. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think it's time to play a bit more uh, yeah. classic constructed to keep things fresh. Mm. Well, um, I know we've also been taking part in a Creators of Aria series, haven't we, Dan? Yeah, uh, we have. Representing Push the Point on my end and Finder's Library on your end. I won't Traitor. spoil any results. Traitor. I won't well, I spoil like any results. I feel like I wear both hats. I, I mean, wear both hats. it's not as if you did Finder's Library first, right? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not did, as if that's your baby and did you, know, do it you should quite really a while. represent that. <laughs> um, well, please, yeah, please stay tuned because I, I, I do have some gameplay videos of my two games so far so uh stay tuned and uh i'm hoping to do some commentary over those games and release those separately so yeah keep mm. an eye out hamish what have you been up to testing 
Testing, yeah, testing, testing. Uh, playing and meeting up with a variety of different people on the TTS and testing my little socks off, basically. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. So on the subject of table talk at drafts, um, we've been quite lucky locally. There's been a, a few drafts going, both both armory events and people putting up boxes to do what I found out is known as a phantom draft where you open the box and, and the owner of the box gets to keep the cards afterwards. I didn't realize that was a terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I managed to take my box down uh, last week and uh, pack two, open, pick one, a fable. And uh, I was sat looking at this tree and I, the table talk rule went out the window and uh, some <laughs> expletives came out of my mouth at the time I opened this. And then oh, I gosh. showed everyone the card and I got severely told off. Uh, <laughs> I, would have been, I would have been disqualified from a draft if that was DQ'd a real one. DQ'd, so, Yeah, DQ'd. What would you have done if someone had else had taken it and then just shuffled it up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Or I, passed I, it to you and shuffled the pack. Shuffled the pack. <laughs> Um, oh my no, that's I. I couldn't really believe it because that's the first cold foil fable that I've actually opened, and yeah, my oh, heart course, was in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? It it's is. I'm not light. like you guys who have opened uh, Arc Knight shards and and libraries. And I haven't I've opened. A, I've shard. only opened a library. I've only opened okay, a library, well, mate. I have uh, another friend close by who's who's opened. A, yeah. Oh yeah, but his was jammier because that he got given high, one yeah. Crucible Wall <laughs> first edition pack and got the Coldfield Shard out of it, which that is a bit so bonkers. Good. So yeah, it was it was a very pleasant experience, but it took me a while to settle back into the draft experience after after opening that. So yeah, we've had we've had some good drafts locally, and I hope that continues until uh, nationals. It doesn't feel like long away now, though. Like three weeks away. It's not long. It's so near, and it's uh, uh, we're the we're the first, right? We're now officially the first. The UK, we are now the officially New Zealand, the first. Nats has been pushed back globally. So the whole world is going to be watching. I believe it's getting streamed. I believe uh, our good friends Tabletop Twenty Four getting involved again to uh, some do some streaming. I believe. Yeah. Uh, they are. So the whole world is going to be watching, and we we're going to have an important role in setting the meta. Uh, they're gonna take one look at us and be like, "Well, we're definitely not doing that." Um, no, then... <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're gonna take one look at us and go, "That was last season." <laughs> yeah, why are they all still playing chain? Oh, did they not know there was a new set that came out? <laughs> why is someone playing Katsu and Drinthia still? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm pretty, I'm really excited about that. I think that's really exciting that the UK get to set the first benchmark of what oh, Nat's yeah. meta is gonna look like. And I think that's a really exciting prospect. And I do think it's also going to make our Nats completely wild. I love it. I mean, it's not going to be like, you, you can't just look at what happened in New Zealand and everyone's going to copy that. We we have to mm. sort of forge our own path a bit and make some difficult calls. Like you I know we're going to have to grow them. up. Yeah, we're going to have to like, you know. Have to be big boys in. now. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that is, I think we've had a bit of a luxury drawing upon experience of other uh, metas to to for, force and shape our own um we don't have that anymore so deck building and um practice testing which heroes to choose is all going to be a complete wild card and i really i really enjoy the the anticipation actually it's going to be an amazing weekend 
you don't have to de- you don't have to declare what you uh, are, are going to play, but do you know who you're going to play? Uh, I definitely don't know who I'm oh, going to play. Have you got? Uh, have you, have you got I a have, couple of choices. Yeah, so I I definitely have uh, some ideas in mind. Uh, I'm still considering Chain. Chain was always a hero mm-hmm. I really really enjoy playing, uh, irrespective of the nerfs. Uh, I really um, I'm really looking at bravo in a in a serious way i've got the mm-hmm. deck completely i always always had the deck i played bravo a little bit in blitz uh which is obviously very different but i i really i did enjoy that uh i've got katsu too so i i i've got dory as well to be honest if i wanted to build a dory deck i could sit down and do it cool, cool. uh so i'm just keeping myself really open at the moment and just going to try a few things out see what i enjoy i'm looking forward to simon saying uh that he won't play katsu and then he will so or or not who knows but have you have you got an idea who you want to play though simon i would say i am 80 percent locked in yeah okay i'd say Uh, 80 percent locked in yeah yeah i think i'm in the same boat as well i feel like i've found i think i'm 80 percent locked in but i'm still like jumping between um i've got like two heroes that i definitely know i want to play um, I'm just trying to work out which is the one that I feel that's going to, uh, yeah, see me through the six yeah. games. You know, the first six. The, the, you know, the day one, I'm going to get six games out of it. Will this see me through into the top eight, and then you know, play play the draft game where you know, no really matter what what I've brought, you know, that's just a different level of thinking. So, so I think I, yeah, I've got. It. I have a, I have a deck that I very much enjoy playing, and. Um, it will take something considerable in the next couple of weeks to knock me off that perch. But mm. I think I was having this discussion with uh, with a friend the other day, and I think there's a distinction, isn't there? And we've talked about goals at tournaments before. I think there's a mm. distinction between picking a deck that is going to get you to the top eight. Um, and the top eight is no mean feat. I think getting to the top eight, getting a cold foil, uh, sorry, gold foil random drop, getting a cash prize, getting a PTI uh, and getting the recognition that gets you uh, as part of the top eight at a nationals event is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there is a different deck choice from just getting to the top eight and winning the event. I think the deck that you're trying to pick to win the event is way too difficult to work that out. I think, I think it's a little, I think people should probably be aiming for, can I get a deck to see me through into the top eight? Because I we just don't I don't think we've know what a winning deck looks like currently. Because with Chain being like when Chain came out in Monarch, you could just see the the power that that he had. And then as like kind of like the month went down, it was really really evident really quickly that he is like the driving force that is going to be the meta. So you can actually put him on a on on a target and go cool well if i can't deal with him what you know there's no point trying to work out how i can deal with anyone else because he is so strong but this time around we don't actually have a hero that we've got to go that's the main one we've got quite a lot of heroes that are pretty well, good and have bad matchups so it's we've really got a bit of a rock paper scissors interaction haven't we yeah, and, yeah exactly and there are, there are there's a circular it's not even rock paper scissors because there are more uh, variables but it, it is definitely a 
this beats that but loses to that while this beats yeah. that and loses to this and it's going to be really interesting to see who can consistently win rounds at nationals and and how they go about doing that i would say that we've come from a very hyper agro meta mm-hmm. um with katsu and chain leading the way and i would i would hesitate to say we've moved away from that i think we we are still in an aggro to mid-range situation i don't think we've moved towards the destruction and control variable yet and and that'll be interesting to see if i'm wrong on that yeah i i think um i think that's all probably down to the but it's definitely slowed down i don't think it's like when you say what's hyper aggro and what's not i think you know there's going to be game like decks that are not pushing out the most insane like constant 20 damage easily per turn but you're going to get decks that can just go well i will explode into a turn you know and that's and i think there's an element where you could people think that's aggro uh i don't know it's it's probably aggro isn't it (laughs) anyway anyway i i think you have to my experience from road to nationals is that good players win top eights but good players don't always get to the top eight and I think that's mm. key. If I think when you see a player like uh, Shin or Simon get into the top eight, you normally I put that's when I put my money on them to win the whole thing. Oh. It's players with experience. Uh, I think players with experience tend to do best in that that aspect of the tournament. Um, but the deck that you might navigate, like if you look at something like Shin's Dorinthia, for example he got quite lucky and he admits that that he didn't run into a lot of prisms and there were a lot of prisms uh, early on in rtn that could have easily happened and he never gets to the top eight but when he does get there he's got the experience he's mm. got the the strategy he's got the mentality of someone that's won i think that's really important is to have a winning mentality when you go into the top eight uh, to take it all the way to the final and then that's key uh, i i think deck choice is really important and there are definitely counters in flesh and blood decks of some decks counter other decks but i think think uh, having a confidence in your own deck confidence ability to play that is huge and a strong mental uh attitude of someone who Mm. is a winner and who has won and has that experience is really valuable in these high level tournaments this is a super high level tournament we'd say if you go into that first top eight game you're probably absolutely knackered it, your deck might be so much better than the other person's deck but if your brain is not there if you've not got the mental strength to play the deck because you're tired or you're you've you're tilted for some reason you're gonna lose so Can I, just I, add I as think well, this is the first yeah. elo rated tournament the uk will have seen um yeah. for, for flesh and blood and everyone starts on 1500 right i think everyone starts on 1500 and and yeah. we're gonna have we're going to have six rounds of CC and three or six rounds of drafts and, and they will be separated into different ELO ratings. But um, it will be really interesting to see if that has an effect on how people approach preparation and and, and mentality on the day because this, this means something now. This We're going for PTIs, we're going for um, prize money and I think that will have a positive effect for some people and a negative effect for others. Yeah, this yeah, isn't just flesh and, flesh and blood in your in your bedroom anymore that we used to do when we were uh, starting off in the game. Mm. This is this is turning into a serious competitive sport. 
uh there's no getting out of that there's money online there's two there's, <laughs> there's, 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 two, there's, there's two million dollars on offer next year and you know that's only going to go up as the game continues to become more and more sec- successful oh, geez. Um, so and, basically and it is, it's it's turning into uh a, 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 a competitive really competitive sport and i think that's great i'm really happy about that that's what all the good games should aspire to be but that's that's a, something that i think maybe hasn't sunk in for a lot of people I'm gonna like this little segue. Hold on. I'm gonna no, like no, this no. little. Se- I'm gonna like this segue. <laughs> I'm gonna like this segue. In order, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be getting that, you know, big three hundred thousand pound prize pool, is you're gonna have to uh, also learn how to be an uber shark. But you don't want to be a ba- you want to be a naughty shark because we've got some awesome judges that will give you <laughs> a right old telling off if you're gonna be very unsportsmanlike. So. Speaking of judges, <laughs> you've just abs- was- you've just absolutely crucified my superb segue that I. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure it was just as good, Simon. But, uh, <laughs> Simon, shall I? Shall I? Johnny's actually annoyed. Do you want a double segue? Do you want a? Oh, I didn't say it? any of that, Simon. What was your segue? No, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> they refuse. No, so. No, I just think I just think it's interesting. In such a competitive arena, we've had we've he had a lot of down. new. He's reading the script. We've had a lot of new rule. We've had a not a lot of new rulings introduced, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. there there are a lot of new things that people are interactions that people are questioning, and uh, LSS themselves know that they've had to release reprise articles to talk about how these interactions work. But the people that are really on top of this are. The judges, they passed their level one exam. Uh, oh, the, that, mate, what a segue. Decide whose was better, everyone, and let us know in the comments. <laughs> Do you know what? Because Hamish gets to decide whose was better because he edits the <laughs> podcast. So. I'll probably just put them both in. Anyway, let's let's kick this stuff up. Right, Trip, you've uh, you've done this with uh, good boy Jake. Let's rock and roll. We're going to be talking to a, a judge of the game Flesh and Blood, and also someone that we know very well in the UK community. That is Jake, also known as Regular Raccoon on the Discord, um, the UK Discord, and all other kinds of Discords as well. Jake, do you want to give us a brief introduction about yourself uh, and why why do you love the game Flesh and Blood? Go on that trip. Uh, yeah, happy to. Um, yes, yeah, as you say, I'm Jake. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a judge for the game. Um, and yeah, I suppose the reason I love the game of Flesh and Blood is, is the resource management aspect of it. It's, it's the fact that you're, you're given four cards and then with those four cards, you've just got, you know, a, a stupid number of decision points for just four cards. Sometimes you'll pitch a card, sometimes you'll defend with a card, sometimes you'll play a card, sometimes you'll discard it as part of a cost for some other action. There's just so many decision points which just spin out of just four cards. And that has like a, a really nice impact when you're playing the game, especially if you've played other games which have resource constraints on them. So, you know, things like Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, Legends of Runeterra, whatever it is, where you have a specific resource that exists, which constrains what you can do on your turn. Instead here, the resource is the cards that you play. And I just really love that dynamic that each card is is a resource of a different type, whether it's health, damage, or resources that you then manage and trade off against one another. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I, I I really like that aspect of it as well. And making those decisions on your turn about how you, you can decide whether you're going to take damage or you're going to do the damage and working out what's the best use of the cards in your hand. And they, they all, every card in the game or nearly every card can be used in two different ways, like to pitch or play. And that just adds mm. so much to it. It's really, really great. So we're gonna we got you on here today because we wanted to bring on a judge. So judging is obviously a really important part of the tournament scene of Flesh and Blood. Um, I, I think possibly people don't realize how much work goes into being a judge and how much work on the day that, you, that that's actually involved in it. So I wondered if you could talk about how you personally got into judging in in Flesh and Blood and why did you make that decision to to judge. So I sort of fell into judging. I was um, just on the, the rules channel of the global discord. And one of the, the users over there, a guy called Josh, he was working on doing a rewrite of the comprehensive rules or putting together some suggestions for, for LSS so that they could you know, have a guide of what the judging player base or the, the people who were interested in the rules at the time thought about the comprehensive rules as they existed. And I sort of contributed to that a fair bit. I sort of gave some comments on what changes I thought should be made, how difficult situations should be dealt with, in in my opinion. Uh, and eventually, just from that, I just got really into the the rules of the game, the underlying rules of it. So when an opportunity came up to to take the level one judge test for a store in the UK, which is which is how the first judges were selected, it was a case of each store had to nominate a judge. Uh, for their Road to Nationals event. I immediately just put myself forward for one of the, the Road to Nationals stores. Um, and thankfully, Manuscrew said yes. So I got the opportunity to take the level one judge test and uh, eventually became a judge that way. But I, I just fell into it. I just happened to be on the channel at the time and just happened to be really interested in the rule book and the way in which uh, Josh was trying to solve some of the, the issues with the rules. Mm, that's really interesting. And I was going to ask you how have you found judging at events, but I wonder also maybe you could touch upon the differences between understanding the rules of the game and actually being a judge on the floor of a tournament, because I, I imagine those yeah. two things are actually quite different. Yeah, absolutely. So you could you could memorize all of the rules documentation for this game, and then you could go along to an event and attempt to judge it. But the skill set required to judge a live game and to understand the rules of the game are entirely different. The fact that you have to interact with two people who are both trying in a very competitive mindset to beat the other individual, and, and one of them is going to feel aggrieved potentially based on whatever you say in that situation, you've got to have quite a diplomatic, almost, almost mediator type approach to the situation to ensure both players come away potentially not satisfied, but at least happy that the ruling is fair or is based in the in the fairness of of, of a, an appropriate decision and i think that that ability to to mediate the situation and and ensure that both players don't don't feel entirely aggrieved even if a judge ruling goes against them is is a skill set which goes beyond just memorizing the rule book mm. yeah it, pe people management skills isn't it a part of it yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, there are people who are trained mediators and 
who spend their entire professional lives dealing with situations of conflict between individuals. And that's a skill set that you know, people pay a lot of money for in the real world. So if you want to be a judge in the game, you've got to have at least some element of that skill set, that ability to navigate a difficult, intense situation. And how have you found, like, how, how did you find the, um, the experience of judging, uh, judging the Manuscu Rota Nationals? Did, did you find that the, on the whole, the, the, the players of the game understood the rules quite well? And, and, or was there, or did you have to intervene often? How did it actually go on the day for yourself? Honestly, you'll, you'll find that judging an event sort of has two components to it. Component one is correcting the decisions that tons of players will make or the mistakes i should say that tons of players will make during the event little things like triggering teclo foundry heart and then not closing the combat chain and therefore thinking that a, a bonus which applies to the entirety of an existing combat chain continues to apply to an attack Th those sorts of things are, are little issues that you'll spot as you're walking between the tables and you might point them out so that people don't make a, a game state error that's the bulk of what you do as a judge. Realistically, you end up going from table to table, making sure that no one's cheating, making sure that no one's being aggressive with their opponent or anything like that, and correcting you know small little mistakes that you see as the games are being played. But the other component to judging comes up much more rarely, and that's where you get a an interesting judge decision where someone has made a, a serious mistake or a serious error and you need to apply the the, the penalties to fix it uh, or you need to apply the appropriate correction to fix it and that's the minority of the work to be realistic um, most of what you end up doing is is correcting smaller mistakes but you need to be prepared to switch from the routine correction mode into the okay this is a serious situation i need to mediate it more effectively mode that's really interesting and and uh, stepping away slightly from the actual judging of the events, so, so we know, um, well, well, I know that you, you're also a, a strong player of the game. You, you play in tournaments um, as much as you as you judge. Uh, how how have you found being a judge and a player? And have there been times when being a judge has helped you, or has there even been times maybe where being a judge has actually hindered you in your actual playing of the game? So I, I personally think being a judge and a player is incredibly helpful for both. Uh, I, I know, for example, that the, the Utrecht uh, call-in application form at the moment is asking potential judges for strategy questions about, about the different classes in the game, what they think those classes would do strategically. Uh, so if you're a player of the game and also a judge, you're probably going to be able to answer those questions a little bit better. Um, but... The, the main takeaway there, I think, is is being a player of the game does actually help you as a judge as well, because you'll be able to sort of identify what people are going to want to do in a certain situation and whether or not what they then do is is based on a certain intention. You're able to sort of understand what the players are going through at that point in time, and then you can sort of see mistakes that are about to happen before they happen. Uh, another sort of example of where that can be really, really useful is if you see that a player's chips are down because you understand the strategic impact of both decks, you can preempt when one player may feel pressured to potentially skip a rule or, or take a slight advantage, maybe not remove a steam counter from a piece of uh, equipment for dash. Uh, you know, small things like that appear to you once you've been playing the game for a while as well. 
So I can see why they might be interested in having a, a player and a judge at the same time. Uh, but the, the other part of your question, whether or not it's, it's sort of helped playing the game, I think it really has. I can think actually of a, a cut that I made it into on the basis of being a judge. Uh, and the reason was it was it was um, boards and swords. It was a, a just a casual on-demand event, I think. But it was quite large and it was about 60, 70 people there or something. And uh, the, the final round for me was sort of a win and in. And I was playing Prism at the time and my opponent was also playing Prism. And it got to the classic situation, which all prison players now will be familiar with. But at the time, it was quite a new set. So so I don't think they were. Uh, but it was a, a situation where, you know, I passed priority at the end of a turn with an action point still remaining. And my opponent played out an aura. Uh, and then I just destroyed it with a, with a spectral shield. That kind of tiny rules interaction is something that just appears to you much more quickly if you're a judge of the game, you understand the rules than does if you're a player where you sort of have to rote learn it through through multiple instances of seeing it oh such a classic i love that such a classic <laughs> yeah yeah i very good my opponent seemed very upset my apologies to them the, the, no because I, I played chain so it was always like the the first turn you'd like soul shackle the the weapon and then just end mm. your turn and <laughs> be like do you want to do anything prism <laughs> it, it took a while for players to realize that they needed to do that you know it's not it's not an intuitive thing just give up your first turns that you can or give up part of your first turns that you can protect yourself from an aura that's really great yeah i think that's a really good example as well just that i think any player at the game should try and get a really good understanding of the rules because it will it it, it opens up um, your strategic thinking and allows you to know what is possible and what is strategically viable within the rules. And I think that's a really, really good example to give. In terms of individuals that are considering becoming a judge, I mean, th there's a judge program now. So you, you said earlier when you, when you first became a judge, the stores reached out to, to, to well, they, they reached out to everyone and were looking for individuals. But now there is a is a is a more op there's an open process now to apply to to take the level one judge exam um did you have any what would you say to someone who's considering becoming a judge and and taking that exam so my my first advice to every player of the game even even not those intending to become judges is to take the the level zero uh sort of judge test which is available on the lss website uh, it's it's not a full judge test it won't get you a, an accreditation in the same way it won't allow you to be a level one judge uh, but it will give you examples of the kinds of edge cases that will appear in competitive games of flesh and blood. And if you take that test, you'll sort of see some of the, the difficult situations that you might run into and some of the more common situations that you might run into as well. So I just recommend that for everyone, including the players. Um, but then after that, if you're really interested in, in taking the level one exam, the way it works is it's a, a monthly window to take it. There's, you put in an application, you then get sent the judge test and you, you get, I think it's eight days or something to take it. Uh, and then if you don't pass it, you can take it the next month and so on. Uh, my advice to anyone considering taking it is make sure you have all of the documents to hand. Uh, you don't need to know all the rules off by heart. You, you're effectively treated as if you're in a live situation with each of these questions. You know, you can have those resources available to you when you're answering the questions and you can make reference to them. So, so make sure you have them to hand. Take your time with the questions. No judge, even at an event, is expected to make an instant decision. And in fact, you, you absolutely shouldn't be making instant decisions at events. Uh, and as long as you, you take your time with decisions, I think you're, you, the 
with the questions, you'll be able to come to a decent answer. Um, yeah, so I think it's just about it's just about preparation and about taking your time with it, reading through the questions, making sure you don't miss any sort of tiny little little trips and hazards that might be in the questions, which is the case for quite a few of them. Yeah, and I've heard as well that it's uh, quite a, a far ranging exam you know there's not just the rules of the game there's there's rules and regulations about all aspects of flesh and blood you know you understanding how t tournaments and drafting works and things like that so maybe you just go for a really well-rounded view of how everything in in the game works that should see you see you right for doing that exam I was going to also ask what you advice you give to players, but you also sort of did that, which is to take the level zero exam. Do you have any other advice you'd give to someone who doesn't really care about being a judge, uh, but yeah. just wants to understand the rules of the game better? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think the first thing you want to do if you understand the rules of the game better is is just sit down for a moment and, and look at the framework of the game because it seems complicated to start with, but once you once you go through the framework and you you look at where the the action windows are and where where you have priority and where you don't, you'll see that basically it's a a game of various different steps that involve consecutive passes where if both players pass then you resolve the next thing uh, on the to-do list almost and if you run out of things on the to-do list move to the next stage of the game that's basically the way the rules are structured uh, and once you start to sort of boil it down once you start to look at the rules in that context you'll see that they're not too complicated um, but as far as the more complicated situations are concerned my best advice actually is probably to to have a look in one of the the rules forums so so the global discord has a great rules question and answer channel um there's a global judge hub where questions can be asked of judges and that judge hub is actually uh, available to the public and you can you can just ask questions of uh, all of the registered judges in there if you need to uh, and if you sort of take your time to have a look through some of the questions you know maybe pop in every so often and sort of see what the the hot button argument of the day is you'll probably pick up on some of the more naughty decisions <laughs> that's that's true yeah I, I got into the habit of just whenever i'm building a new deck and i'm just thinking how does this card actually work i normally just search mm. for it on the the rules the, the rules uh, page of the the main discord and just it, it's neat the chances are that someone's already asked your question before and uh, uh anyone that follows the the flesh and blood rules page on facebook has probably seen that that the same questions do get asked over and over again and you look at if you search for it you can generally find an answer but if you've got yeah. something really unique sometimes when a new set comes out that does happen and you can you can start a debate on there and that can be uh that could be fruitful or it can uh, go around in circles depending on it, that. <laughs> it can go around in circles my, my advice on that if you end up in a, a bit of a circular argument on the facebook page is go to the judge hub and just ask in the ask a judge channel uh there's no no disrespect to the facebook page it's a quick and easy tool to be able to ask you know fairly decent questions on and get fairly decent answers but sometimes you ask a question about how thump interacts with pummel and things go round and round and round so just pop over to the judge hub and just ask the judges <laughs> and i see that that has made it onto lss's main website uh, judge <laughs> questions so the thump pummel it will hopefully disappear 
uh, <laughs> by the time this podcast is out. But who knows? We never know. So, uh, Jake, thank you so much for being on Push the Point. I hope you've enjoyed sure. this interview. Um, we'll we'll leave a link to the uh, the Judge Hub in the description of the YouTube video. So if you want to check that out, which should be there. But just to say, Jake, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Right, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll kick this off with the uh, welcome to Wraith Heroes. So, boys, Katsu, is he hot? Katsu's always hot. I think Katsu is the eternal flesh and blood hero. I think the, what Katsu has access to is so strong. Uh, and I, I think Katsu is so flexible. There's different ways you can build it. I think Katsu is always hot uh, and will never not. That's my response. Okay. Simon? He's not hot. You say that every time. It pains uh, me to say it. He is not hot. Especially not aggro. I don't think aggro is the hottest of the lot. I think maybe if you're trying a mid-range slash mid-range to control. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Disruption. Well, who's running disruption? Those oldums that are going to draw with each other in round well, one. Hang on. Well, Oldham, okay. hang on. Oldum, Lexi... Briar, like Briar. all the new he- all the new heroes are not great for Katsu. It's a, I think I agree with Simon. I don't think he's I don't think he's currently hot at the minute. I think um I think he's got some very strong tools behind him, but I think that the way that people are positioning their decks, I think he is going to have a harder time. So on that note, I, I'm going to say he's, he's currently hot. not hot. Yeah, he's still hot. Katsu's okay. my, still my boy. Yeah, still I know. Hot. Okay, Dorinthia. <laughs> uh, I think Dorinthia in the UK is always hot because <laughs> one of the best players in the UK plays Dorinthia. Yeah. So it's quite hard for us to be like, nah, because we always keep losing. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. I think Cats, yeah. uh, I think Dorinthia is currently hot, uh, but the hotness depends inversely <laughs> on the amount of prison that turn up. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a lot of prisms. So I think I think Dorinthia is still still hot, but she's she's gonna have a, an interesting time of it. I'm putting myself in the same boat as I think is Katsu. I think that she has got some really good tool, a real big toolbox. Uh, got a very solid strategy down, but the emphasis on working it all around a weapon. I think there's a couple of heroes that punishes the 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 need to make this weapon do its thing um in the like of prism and um are quite a few disruptive heroes and i think bravo has been given a few more tools to make that even more harder for her but uh she's still good but i don't think she's currently hot in the uh, bigger picture yeah uh, i think that's i think that's fair think that's bravo. you mentioned bravo yeah bravo yeah. now bravo on the other hand i think bravo's he's... smoking well he's been receiving since his release new kit like basically he's been getting uh his toolbox bigger and bigger in literally every single set so arcane rising he's been given uh command and conquer in in crucible of war i mean crucible War, everyone got some spice uh monarch he got zealous belting and rouse of the ancients and now in this set it's literally got some guardian cards tear asunder it's just nuts so he's been given some new tools each turn and I think he's hot. He's I think he's really super good. strong. Bravo is hot. Uh, I, I think 
Bravo is hot. I think people uh, think he is just a, a hot, hot body. Oh, you've no moved brain. on from lukewarm, which is good. But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> I think he's actually surprisingly difficult to play. And I think a lot yes, of people are that. picking up Bravo because they think this is going to be easy. I'm just going to swing with a hammer. And I assure you, I'm trying to do that. And it is not, <laughs> that is not, it's not easy. What um, about maybe someone I'm just who, bad at swinging with hammer. But uh, I, I, I just, think he's going under the radar. I was just going to say into what Hamish is saying, completely correct i have completely changed uh my view on the because i was like oldham is hot and bravo is not and i i've completely changed around i think bravo what about is you, good. Son? well take take a listen back to last time i still think that bravo is much hotter than oldham and he will oh, be for a okay. long time yeah but, i think um, you were right with that so someone who i think has been flying under the radar though is reinar oh what well reinar reinar is what I've always said with Reiner, is Reiner is Reiner. He is never not bad. He has a very solid strategy. And as soon as you can, he's got a good position into a meta of being mid-range, then I think it's fine. Um, funny enough, playing Barrage and Beatdown and Club is a pretty good combination. <laughs> and then setting up a Blood Rush Bellow turn is, there's nothing you can do about it. I remove your entire hand and smack you for a lot of damage. It's he's surprisingly got a good set of tools, and I think he's positioned quite well in this matter. Yep, I agree. I think that he's he's always been a good hero, and there's certain players that stick with Reinar through thick and thin. A couple of them in the UK meta, and I think they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna be rewarded for that. What do you think, Simon? Same I thing. I think he's hot because there's gonna be a lot of prison. Yep, I think that's a good shout. Moving on to Arcane Rising, we'll start off with well, we'll just get us through Kano. Not hot. Crap. Not hot. Not hot. So, uh, yeah, not, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, someone, no. will, someone will get him one day, but not now. Yeah, no, he's not He's not cool. Um, so, Azalea, <laughs> move. Yeah, nah. Not oh, hot. poor Azalea. Poor Azalea. Po- unfortunately, this new kit doesn't really uh, help her at all. Hotter than she used it. to be, but not hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't even think so. I think she's less hot by comparison. Uh, I for some reason, yeah. <laughs> she's literally. been hanging out with the hot chick. Yeah, she's um, standing she's next to someone that's super hot, and it just doesn't work. No, yeah. so yeah, no good. Right now, moving on to Dash. Oh, I don't know enough about Dash, honestly. I okay. think not hot. I don't think she's hot, but I, I, I'm fully there to be completely, uh, completely blown up by that opinion. Honestly, okay. uh, Simon, I think hot, surprisingly yeah. hot. After Matt Rogers uh, jokingly laid her to rest, um, I think actually her game plan is a solid one and there are more heroes out there that don't like being taken to time uh, and being and being drawn out. And I think she plays that game plan really well. Yeah, yeah. I think she's very hot. I think when they reintroduced that shield to counter her, I think it was a very uh, early grave, to be honest, because uh, what's wrong with just setting up three plasma purifiers and shooting for five and the shield can only block for one you know uh, basically that shield were, was meant to be the doom of dash for some weird reason but well this is the thing that people do in flesh and blood one hero gets a tool and then they decide the other hero's dead not everyone's running bravo guys like no but even, <laughs> even if they did if the shi- even if the shield is good i do think the shield is is good but oh, it's not actually that good. <laughs> I think it's fine. But but, but who but who's run? Not everyone's going to run it. A lot of people no. don't want to use that deck space up for a hero. They're not going to see half the time. So you're going to slip it, slip past a few of them anyway. 
Uh, my overall, or just to sort of summarize, uh, Dash is in sort of in a way, same sort of boat as Bravo, where um, a lot of tools got a lot of options. If you play really well, I think she's positioned to deal with pretty much the majority of the heroes. It's all down to your skill level. Uh, and now Viscerai. Oh, I think Viscerai is pretty hot. Oh, what a, what a what an actual turn of events! I think Viscerai's... there's a lot of there's a lot of space that's been freed up for Viscerai, and I think he's going to enjoy that space. Simon, I think there are there are other podcasts in the creator community who have shown some gameplay that has piqued my interest. I think uh, <laughs> he's he's lukewarm with the potential to heat up later on. Yeah, I think so. I That's think fair. he's. I think. Uh, I think Viscerai is pretty hot. I think he's got given some really uh, good new tools um, in the name of. He was in Chain Shadow, and now he's going to come out and he's going to wreck people. Yeah, That's he's been he's been getting new tools since his release. So um, I think these final bunch of uh, tools with Creeper and Rosetta Thorns mm. are going to be really really helpful. Uh, moving on to Monarch, uh, Prism, hot. Yeah, so okay. What you I think I think I think she's. I don't think she's going to do as well as everyone says that she's going to do. I think she's going to do well, but I don't. I think Prism has to still reinvent herself for a chainless meta, and if people can do that and work out what the meta is going to be, it will work well. But mm. I don't think it's as easy. Uh, there, uh, there's definitely a, a feeling in the community that that Prism is going to be it like you're going to go and you're just going to wreck face i think prism you need to know what you're doing and i i i, I think she is hot but i think that i think people need to think about it more. um I, yeah i think i'm going to put her in the hot boat um i also agree with trip as well i think that she's going to uh do a lot of damage to a lot of heroes you need to build around her if you're going to play she's got the like the power to oh, make yeah. people have to deal with her um, and she's good enough to really punish people that don't. Um, and she's quite popular, so I'd say she's hot. Yeah, she's going to turn up, don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. And if you can't deal with it, you are actually going to get slapped. So, it's going to be a uh, nice test on. of deck building. Yeah, moving on to Levia. Oh, I like Levia at the moment. Oh, I like um, Levia too. <laughs> yeah, I think she... Uh, I think people... I think Levia was always a hero that was going to take a while for people to really work out how to do her right. And I think a few people have sat down and really tried to solve Levia and I think that is coming to fruition and it could peak at the right time for Nat. So I figured yeah, I think I'd give Levia a hot actually. I think yeah. Um, I think she she's she's almost peaking at the perfect time uh, yeah. for for our tournament uh, and maybe people will solve her after our one, but I think it could be a real surprise and I think it could do really well. I totally agree. I it's one of those interactions of, you know, how beyond um it, playing from Banish Zone is actually a pretty good uh, ability and you've now got a hero that can actually throw that bad boy back into the banish zone so who would have thought a, that interaction was pretty decent <laughs> yeah. so yeah i think uh, with that um and the old budrush bellows that rhino likes to use yeah i think she's i think she can spike some huge damage so i'm gonna go hot what about you simon i'm gonna go lukewarm i wouldn't she was so bad in the last meta that I wouldn't jump to any conclusions. But mm. I think, do you think she? Because she's too. She's probably a bit difficult. She definitely has potential, and I think, as Trip says, when she's when she clicks for someone, it's going to be really interesting to see. I agree. 
Uh, we shall move on to Bolton. Oh, I don't mm. know about Bolton, guys. I think if you're saying Katsu's not hot, I can't see how Bolton is hot. Well, Bolton has two modes, isn't he? I yeah. mean, it was kind of, I suppose, really, the two modes are actually quite polarizing. Uh, the Raiden build and the Sabres build. I personally think the Sabres build is fine. I think. I think he it's says tricky. through gritted teeth. Yeah, well, it's not bad. The co- I, I don't like it, but it, the combination is still pretty lethal. It um, is. I think. I think. I think. If we see a lot of Bravo, I don't think Sabres uh, Bolton is going to enjoy what Bra- going to enjoy Bravo and the stuff that Bravo can do. Yeah, um, well, you can just throw in some more defense reactions and just hang back and build up well, soul. Stuff like uh, it's 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 slightly meme but stuff like righteous cleansing can just completely destroy your deck, uh, which is the one that lets you banish off banish five cards on top of the deck. That can literally just be like, well, there's nothing I can do now. No. Um, uh, but like it, that can happen, and I, I don't know. Like uh, I just a crippling never, crush pummel can pretty much just d- just it's do just it. End of your day. Yeah, yeah, that's literally say, that can end your day. To, so. Yeah, like there's a couple of things you can do. It's Bravo, and I think there's going to be a lot of Bravo. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I think Bolton's not in a great spot. I'm going to say not hot, not hot. Okay, and um, we're going to end with chain. <laughs> Simon's just, I, I give my spiel, and then Simon's just like, bam, not hot. Well, <laughs> I got yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry, Simon. We're we're near the end, so you can you can you can you can uh, wake I'm, up now. I'm just trying to make it easier editing for you, buddy. I'm just trying to oh, keep don't, it don't short worry. and sweet. Chain, well, you, chain, you, well, you, well, you failed at that because, like, chain, you know, chain. an hour ago, but. <laughs> Chain is not hot. Chain, chain, chain. Not hot. I actually... Yeah, I am going to say not hot, but I had a game with my brother just the other day, and um, he is still... He's basically just not the monster he was, but but he's not trash either like i just want to emphasize he is not utter trash but when you if anyone was a superhero and now they're just extremely now they're just strong because they weren't they're not a superhero anymore they're not good but actually they're still strong like you know there's still some very very powerful interactions that you need to be aware of um, it's, re- it's really hard to lose nine cards from your main deck that you ran in every single matchup don't get me wrong those cards were the nuts but you know when you can still play health and beyond into a uh a and and then shackle then play uh unhallowed rights for seven followed up by the rosetta thorns for two and two you know that is for effort not really that much effort it's still a big hit that can come out of nowhere and i think people just need if people just work out a very different way they want to do it i think they'll soon find that he can still still give you a slap you know just not the just not the hyper slap so uh but currently not hot well sorry trip i've kind of thrown in on there what do you think I think we both said not hot didn't we at the start moving yeah, on now I, so I that's, agree. okay uh last three everyone uh we'll we'll start off with i think a fairly easy one oldham oh he's ice cold mate He's not hot. Oh. It's too slow. It's too slow. Yeah. If we were talking about Blitz, I'd say hot. 
Really? Well, okay, okay. Well, you can't mess with the system. No, no, no. You can't mess with the system. But at the same time, I think you are talking absolute crap. How is he hot? No, no. I'm not going to. No, we do not have time for that. Not hot. Not hot. Okay. I think if the if if the time was another if we had just a little bit more time, I think Oldham is probably one of the strongest heroes. But due to the effort, the way he has to play, he actually doesn't complete what he needs to do in time. So he could be really good if he gets more tools. Next I think it could be just very good if we just got more time. <laughs> more time. Two hour game. Right. Next, if next he was game. a completely different hero and he played in a completely different way, he could be really good. Yeah. Right. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> he is very good. He just can't finish the game in time. That's the problem. So he's not very good format. then, is what we're saying. So, well, he, yeah, so he's not very good in a competitive 50 minute time. Anyway, Lexi. Hot. I think Lexi's hot. I think Lexi's hot. I think I think there's there's a couple of people in the UK that are just really not game for it, but I think people are now starting to wake up with Lexi and realise actually she can kick your balls in to your yeah. throat. I think where we're at with these new heroes is that there are multiple deck building spaces for each hero, and it is really hard to find the optimal line for each hero. Mm. And it really depends on what meta turns up as to what line is hot and what line is not. I think Lexi is hot i agree yeah, i think so and then we'll finish this up with a briar which i will say is defied all expectations in a way but weirdly if you sat down and looked at what she offered it wasn't really that unsurprising to see that she's pretty good so i'm gonna say she's hot really hot simon hot ish hot ish oh that's a sign <laughs> again hot hot Depending on the build. What build? Well, I suppose these heroes can go into different builds, but I'm just being a bit overall and saying she's hot with the correct build. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I agree. Hot. Uh, Yeah, I agree with Simon. I think that there's going to be a lot of Briar players turn up and their deck is not optimised and they're going to do really badly, but I think there'll be one or two Briar players that really do their testing they get the right rate. The ratios in that Briar deck are tight because uh, you could brick really badly if you mm. don't have the attack actions you need and you lose a turn, you lose. So it, it's got really good potential, uh, but do your testing. Yeah. Well, we saw we saw this in the Gauntlet event at yes, the weekend, we right? Yes, and we um, if you brick three or four hands in a row, there's only so much you can do. Um Oh, that's oh, yeah. Runeblade. Yeah, that's yeah, Runeblade. It's the same with James. It's the same with yeah. James. But like, it's something you need to work on if you want to win with yeah. it. Wow. Um, okay, so quickly, before we finish then, draft. Hot oh, or God. Draft. Oh, fucking hell. Briar to... is really good. Uh, she's not as good as everyone thinks she is. Oldham, Thump Oldham is insane. I recommend trying Pump that and out. Thump and Thump. Just draft a good number of Thumps, a good number of Buffs. You can destroy Briars. Lexi... I've seen people destroy fields with Lexi, but I don't know how they do it. <laughs> That's my yeah. view. Yeah, I, so are you I saying was... they're all hot? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it, uh, it's just my... Whenever it's almost like the set hot, is actually more balanced I'm like, than people think it is. Yeah. I, I think comp- trying... Oh, go on. So, sorry, Hamish, I just interrupted you. No, I was just saying that I think in the draft format, to say what's hot and what's not is kind of like, well, how garbage were your packs, picks? <laughs> 
because <laughs> your hero well, can be complete trash if you pick it all wrong. I tell you what, in draft, there's no hot heroes in draft. There's just hot players, and you could oh. be one of them if you put your work in and you practice your draft. You could be the hottest fab drafter in the UK. Yeah, go um, watch Simon's Pat One Pit Ones. You'll be yeah, hot, you'll Pat be a hot picker one, in no time. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Right, boys. I <laughs> boys. <Wow>. boys. <laughs> we did another it. podcast. Boys. Oh, it's another one. Episode thirteen. <laughs> Episode oh thirteen. For some, we didn't even make that joke at any point. So. Oh my god, we we did it. This, you know, it's unlucky for some, but lucky for you, we made it. So. <laughs> Thanks Aww. for subscribing. If you subscribed recently, uh, we're doing pretty well with that. So we've got lots of video <laughs> content coming up. Uh, yeah, so keep 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 an eye out for more stuff. Yeah, I we love you all. You're actually all genuinely awesome. Please comment. Um, what like, your subscribe, tweet hotnesses. at us. We yeah. don't have a Twitter. Um, oh no, you can tweet at me. At just Hamza, tweet at Hamish. Eighty-eight. At tweet at tweet at Twitter, <laughs> just just promote your own Twitter account. Yeah, well, good. no, I mean you can follow me on. I've literally just got quite a lot. If you if you read in one piece, don't go following my thing too much because I did post a few photos of um, small chapters. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so but at the same time, um, you know you can reach out to us there or whatever. You know, cool, whatever. I'm going to sleep. Bye everyone. Oh, sorry. Bye. 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 Bye.